Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning. We're going to get started. Hey, y'all. Hey, it's 5 a.m. It's Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha, a.k.a. LMJ. I am not in the studio yet, but I am on my way to the studio. And so I stopped to broadcast here and then I'll be in the studio in a minute. We're going to be on uh, this evening Rejoice. This morning, I will be on Rejoice and we got relationship realities. Last This past week, we started talking about um, forgiveness, forgiving others, and it was really, 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 really deep. And so if you can tune in today, it will be really, really great. Relationship Realities deals with all types of realities, and we're going to be back in that thing this morning. I see y'all coming in from all over, everywhere, my Instagram family, my Facebook family, and I'm just grateful to have you guys this morning. Hey, good morning, Yara. How you doing? Hey, Linda, I see you. Hey, KC. What's up, Teresa? Paula, Frida, Keela. Hey, Keela. Good morning. Hey, Wendy. Hey, Wendy. That was good. That was good in Coffee and Combos, wasn't it? I saw your comments. You, I'm going to respond to it later, but you felt just like I felt when I read that. I was like, oh, okay. Never thought about the veils. Never thought about the layers. Never thought what happens. Um, if you're in the Coffee and Combos ladies Bible study, I shared something about sin yesterday, and it's really, really powerful. I'm reading a book, Kryptonite, um, Killing Kryptonite by John Revere, and it's a very powerful book. And I just think, Buckner, thank you for sharing and always sharing the video. I appreciate that so much. Hey, Katina Davis. Hey, Shonda Duckery. Um, and so that book was just, that book was like, oh, okay, that book has been, um, helping me understand more about sin, how we get caught up in sin, how much God loves us, no matter what. It's a very, very, very powerful book. And Wendy made a comment on the book yesterday. I was like, okay, I never thought about the different veils that happen when the Holy Spirit tries to make us conscious about sin the first time. And when we ignore it, the stages of what happened next. Y'all ready to pray? Y'all ready to get ready for the word this morning? I'm going to get started a little bit early today. Let's go ahead and do our Bill Winston confession this morning. And then I need to detour a little bit and talk about something. And then we're going to get into finishing up this part of Mark and see where God leads us next week. But I want to do our Bill Winston confession. I want to establish our, our day from the very beginning. And it says, I decree from this moment forward that I see myself the way God sees me. God, I'm highly favored of the Lord. I'm crowned with glory and honor. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm reigning as a king in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Now in Jesus' name, I declare by faith that I walk in divine favor. I have preferential treatment and supernatural increase. I'm restored. I have petitions granted, laws, policies, and rules changed, and battles won, which I do not have to fight. Why? All because of favor. The blessing and favor of God is on my life. In Jesus' name, every morning when I arise, I will speak and expect divine favor to go before me. 
Let it surround me as a shield with goodwill and pleasures forevermore. The doors are not open for me that men have said are not possible to open. No obstacle can stop me and no hindrance can delay me in Jesus' name. I'm honored by my Father as I receive genuine favor that comes directly from God. I'm special to him. I'm the object of his affection. I'm the apple of his eye. I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So confession, remember, establishes a thing. This confession homes in on our righteousness, our right standing, who we become as Jesus becomes Lord and Savior in our life. Can I tell y'all something? You cannot do this without Jesus. You cannot do this without Jesus. It's not just about God. You cannot do this without Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And you need him and you need him to help you overcome. And you need him to help you get out of dark places. And you need him to help resurrect your life. Do you know you can be the walking dead, walking around as if you're alive, but still dead in so many places. And so you need Jesus. My God, you need Jesus. It's not just enough. Um, Sometimes we'll go, my God, you know, you need Jesus. Like you need Jesus. He's the way to the Father. I've been teaching our kids, I told you to pray. And I'm teaching, we pray to God the Father. We pray with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, but we pray through Jesus Christ. That's why it's essential for us to pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, because Jesus is the 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 three the three you know I say there's a three chord strand or the he's the third chord to this thing. He's the connection between you and Daddy God. So you need Jesus. You need Jesus. He's who you need. So I need to share a couple of things with you this morning. I was praying and meditating. And as I was meditating, there were a few things that came up. And I need to talk a little bit about forgiveness. And we had talked about this on my relationship reality segment. And then Wednesday night, Pastor Sean and Bible study talked about this. And then the Holy Spirit brought me back up to this again. And I want to talk about forgiveness of self. And I also want to talk about forgiveness of others. And this is going to go kind of quickly. So you need to make sure you're taking notes. I'm going to pray at the end of this because I need to pray a special prayer. Come on, Holy Spirit, for this. But we really need to deal with this forgiveness thing. It's essential. It's important. The scripture talks to us about forgiveness and why we need to forgive. We need to remember that forgiveness is for ourselves and it's not necessarily for the other person. So I wanna talk to you about two things, Um, especially when we're standing in the need. The scripture is clear that unforgiveness blocks our miracles. Unforgiveness keeps us from receiving the things that we need to receive from God. And so I wanna talk to you about The other day we talked about forgiveness and release. And I know anytime he leads me in a direction, it's either for all of us or it's for someone, or we need to come back and do a checkup here. Anytime Jesus starts repeating himself to you, anytime he starts bringing himself back to you, my God, Holy Spirit, I need you. I invite you in. Let these lips of clay be used for your purpose and glory this morning in Jesus' name. Anytime he starts taking us back to 
something. It's because we haven't gotten true revelation yet, and we're not walking into the fullness of this thing yet. And so if we're at a place where we're talking about forgiveness, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others, it's because we haven't mastered this thing yet. And we need to master this thing yet so that we can move forward. What you don't want to do is keep pressing past, like forgiveness isn't my God, necessary, and put yourself in a position that this thing collapsed later. It's better for you to deal with it now. That's why I tell sometimes we need counseling. Colossians 3.13 says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Matthew 6.14 and 15 says, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Luke 17, 3 and 4 says, so watch yourselves if your brother or sisters sins against you, rebuke them, and if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin, sin against you seven times in a day, in a day. Because see, we, we don't watch all the words to this scripture. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. That means seven times in a day. And then one of my favorite scriptures is in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. Love keeps no records of wrong. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Now I'm getting ready to get into some practical steps in forgiving. I need to back it up in scripture. I need to give you some tips. Make sure you're taking notes. If you've been struggling and dealing with in forgiving yourself, if you've been struggling with forgiving anyone else, then it's, this is for you. First John 1 and 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all righteousness. Probably one of the most difficult places are where we struggle with forgiveness most is forgiveness of ourselves. And so today we need to learn how to forgive ourselves and we got to learn how to forgive each other because God has already blotted it out. We're the one that's still holding on to this thing. So how to forgive. This is, this is the first thing I'm going to give you. And this isn't my original thought. This is something that I found, but it is very powerful. So the first thing is how to forgive. One, you're going to have to pray about it. Pray about it. Um, the reference scripture for that is Matthew 5 and 4. <laughs> Matthew 5 and 4. So you're going to have to pray about it, right? And it says, um, God blesses those who mourn for they will be comforted. And a lot of, and what I mean there is we mourn a situation. We don't just mourn when someone dies. We also mourn a situation. We will grieve a situation. And so you're going to have to get, um, realize your need for God in this situation. And you're going to have to pray about this situation. You're not going to be able to just act like this situation doesn't exist. Deal with this situation like you've always done. Dealt with other situations. You're going to have to pray about this situation. And the second thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to love and do good to the offender. And I know some of you are like, this is impossible. You don't know what the person did. But I'm telling you, it's necessary and it's going to have to be possible. And I'm getting ready to show you something, even in revelation to what we saw with J. Iris. Because remember, J. Iris's daughter has died. And I'm sure his flesh has started saying some things to him about Jesus. 
I'm sure his flesh has started talking to him saying, look, this man stopped and healed this woman. I'm sure his flesh is trying to build a case in which he won't forgive Jesus. So, but Romans 12, 12 and 14 says, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. That's what the scripture says. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. And I always say you need to be someone because when you curse someone, that may be the very word that you speak over your life. So the third thing also with that is, and that was Romans 12 and 14. The other thing is love and do good to the offender. That's Romans 12 and 9. And Romans 12 and 9 says, um, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. So don't speak poorly of the offender. Love, pray, love and do good to the offender. Romans 12 and 9, don't speak for poorly of the offender. Romans 12 and 14, and then release them from your punishment. You've got to release them for your, from your punishment. And that is Romans 12, 17 and 19. It says, never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, this is God saying this, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. And doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their head. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. So this is letting us know that harboring unforgiveness is evil. <laughs> harboring unforgiveness. So you got to pray about it. You got to love and do good to the offender. You cannot speak poorly of the offender. And then you got to release them from their punishment. The next thing is don't celebrate their failures. So if someone is doing or has done something to you or and, and bad luck or it seems like bad things are happening to them, don't celebrate their failures. Don't come in and say, well, that's what they got. You are not supposed to celebrate their failures. That's Proverbs 24. And 17, don't rejoice when your enemies fall. Don't be happy when they stumble, for the Lord will be displeased with you and will turn his anger away from them to you. Don't fret because of evildoers. Don't envy the wicked, for evil people will have no future. The light of the wicked will be snuffed out. You do not have to worry about evil people. You don't have to spend a whole lot of time trying to figure this out, how to plot, how to get them back, how to deal with them, praying against them. This is a biblical strategy of how to deal with, how to forgive. Because people ask this all the time, how do I forgive? I'm giving you the strategy on how to forgive. Because the thing that we don't want, we do not want unforgiveness, blocking your blessing. Jairus had no time in this situation when he needed a healing to be consumed in unforgiveness or mad towards Jesus. He still needed faith and he still needed a miracle. My God, he still needed faith. That next, 
Treat them the way that you want to be treated. Now, this is the part that I love because for some reason, we we hold other people hostage, mad, um, won't release them, won't forgive them, but we need forgiveness all the time. So Luke 6 and 31 says, if I'm going to back it up to 27. It says, but to you who are willing, listen, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer your, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks. And when things are taken away from you, when things are taken away from you, if you give something to someone, if you do something for someone, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. Remember, you've been in the same situation. Remember, you've been in the same circumstance. Remember, you've done something to someone as well. And you need to extend the same grace that you want God to extend to you. Next is stop dwelling on the past. You're going to have to stop allowing your mind to go back over this thing over and over again. Stop dwelling on the past. It's Isaiah 43 and 18. I love when God backs the thing in the word. It said, but forget all that. It is, it, it is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Forgive all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. If you forgive all that, it's nothing compared to what God is going to do. And so we don't have to or what I like to say is locked up mentally by unforgiveness, unforgiveness of yourself, unforgiveness of others. So I hope that you caught that and you wrote that down and you took scripture on that so that you could release and walk into the fullness of what it's not a, um, it's not going to always feel good. Good. Sandra Jordan says something impossible. It's a spiritual thing. This is where you invite Jesus in to forgive you. So for, forgive yourself, forgive others so that you can be released. Now, what happens when, and I know some of y'all is like, what, what happens when they're not apologetic, right? What happens when they're not, um, when they're not, you still got to operate in this. Forgiveness is a clear command. It says, um, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Ephesians 4.32, we are to forgive because God forgave us. And it's not, it's not, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's not going to necessarily always feel good, but it's going to be necessary. That's good, John Elmer. Dwelling only is only, only going to bring you stress and anger. And we justify being or walking in unforgiveness all the time. And we need to release this thing so that our Father can, can release us. So what if they do it again and they don't change? Jesus told us if they come to you seven times that day, you've got to forgive them. You can't keep any records of wrong. You've got to release this thing spiritually because I believe without a doubt that this thing is blocking you up. So the strategies I gave you put you in the position of even when, and we're going to be real honest this morning, even when we're in a circumstance or a situation and it looks like God has failed us or God hasn't answered us, we've got to not hold that charge against God 
or when we feel like we failed ourselves. We cannot hold that charge against ourselves. Jairus, we're back in Mark again. Jairus' daughter has died, and Jesus looks over to him and says, I just need you to trust me in this situation, even though that it looks like this situation is not going to work out for your good. Because what we'll do is we'll begin to charge God, we'll begin to charge ourselves, we'll begin to charge everybody around us. When circumstances and situations are not working out, the way that we want them to work out, somebody's getting ready to get charged for that. Somebody's getting ready to get blamed. Somebody's getting ready to be talked about. Either you're getting ready to get mad at God, you're getting ready to get mad at yourself, or you're getting ready to get mad at your other people. It looked like an impossible situation. It looked like Jesus wasn't going to do what he said he was going to do. And so our heart will start, God, our hearts will start to get hardened and we won't be able to receive what we need to receive from God because we'll keep dealing with this thing from our flesh and not dealing with this thing through through forgiveness. And we keep holding on to this thing. And we keep harboring. We keep replaying this thing. And we keep going back to this same thing again and again. And God is like, no, I'm trying to release you from this. I'm trying to release yourself from this. I'm trying to release the person. Listen, you're going to charge one of three people. You're going to charge God. You're going to charge yourself. You're going to charge somebody else. And you may charge all three. And every time you're entangled in unforgiveness, there is no release. There is no power. And Pastor Sean said something really big the other day. There is no anointing. There is a no anointing. And the anointing is what destroys the yoke. Anointing is what destroys the yoke. And it's not a feeling. It's not when you feel good. It's not a, it's not a physical, I'm going to feel better the first time I pray this. You're battling your flesh. You're battling your mind and your spirit has to take over in this thing your spirit and so you the steps i just gave you you gotta um you gotta practice those practical like you gotta practice those as a practical steps you gotta come back and say you know what i need to practice these in this way so that i can move into this and not be held hostage by this. So I want to recap. We're going to pray. We're going to love and do good to the offender. We're not going to speak poorly of the offender. We're going to release them from your punishment. We're not going to celebrate their failures. We're not going to treat, we're going to treat them the way we want to be treated. And we're going to stop dwelling on the past. That way we can walk into the fullness of what God called us to be. So I need y'all to do me a favor, right? And I'm just being serious. I need y'all to put a pen in it and mark the day. Today is the day that I give myself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to operate these steps. I'm going to forgive others. And then I'm going to forgive God as well. And people will pretend like they don't charge God, but you can very well be mad and charge God. When, I was, when, I was, when my husband died, I was mad at God. <laughs> I was mad at God. I'm just going to be honest. When my husband died, I was mad at God. And, and I remember the moment I was in my room and God said, when are you going to talk to me? And I said, talk to you about what? He says, when are you going to tell me? When are you going to tell me? And, I, and I, I just looked up towards heaven and I said, I'm so mad at you. And he was like, good. Now we can begin to heal. And as he said that to me, I released and I cried for like two hours. And I told him, I said, you knew my husband was going to die. And he said to me, he said, if I would have told you this, would you have done all that I required of you? 
Would you have done? Would you have married him? Would you have done everything that I was requiring of you? Because there was so much purpose to my marriage and God was getting the glory out of every circumstance and every situation. And so I had to be real honest. I had to be real transparent with where I was with God. And the moment that I was transparent and I told him how I felt with him, because sometimes we act like it's no big deal. The moment that I told him how I felt with him, man, it changed everything. And healing became began to come in. And I got up off this self-destructive path, path because the other thing is in unforgiveness, you get on a self-destructive path. So let's pray. Let's pray and let's ask the Holy Spirit, my God, to help us walk in another level of forgiveness, to help us release the person so that we can receive the miracle so that we can receive the miracle. You won't be able to receive the miracle because unforgiveness, you won't be able to receive what you need from God because unforgiveness blocks that thing. And that blocks that thing. And I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, Jesus, it looks like Jesus failed J. Iris. He had to be upset. His natural man had to be upset. And I know that's why Jesus said, look, don't be afraid, just have faith. That's why we have to hold on and trust in the word. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. I thank you for everyone watching this devotional. I thank you for your word this morning. My God, as we are in translation, as we are in transition, as we are dealing with the unclean and foul places in our heart, I say thank you, Holy Spirit, for pausing us and walking through this thing. Now, Father God, I ask, Father God, that you search our hearts, that you show us any areas in our hearts that do not align with your word, any spaces of unforgiveness. I don't care if it's our second grade teacher, Lord. God. I don't care if it's a moment, if it's an incident. Father God, right now we're releasing ourselves. We're releasing you and we're releasing the other person. We're taking it, our forgiveness for this situation by faith. I don't care how dirty. I don't care how dark the secret was. I don't care how messed up the situation was. We are forgiving ourselves right now in Jesus name. And we're taking forgiveness by faith. We're casting down every stronghold, every mental, dark, demonic thing that has tried to hold us in place. And we're releasing ourselves. We're releasing God and we're releasing others and we're receiving your forgiveness. My God, Father God, please forgive us for every sin we committed against you or anyone else. Please forgive us for holding art and offense in our heart. My God, we receive the cleansing. We receive the refreshing. We receive the anointing of forgiveness this morning, my God. And we're releasing ourselves from those pressure places. And we're releasing ourselves from those painful places. My God, and we're releasing ourselves from organized guilt and organized shame and the way we've lived, Father God, in a less than say. We're releasing ourselves this morning and we're receiving your love and receiving your forgiveness and we're taking it by faith. Cleanse us, Holy Spirit. Cleanse us, Father. Reunite us with you and reunite us with others. We thank you and cast down that stronghold, that burden, that demonic entity that's tried to lock us in place to live in for unforgiveness. And we're walking with a forgiving heart from this day forward. We thank you. Forgiveness is on our lips and we got the revelation of it. And we're walking in the fullness of everything you've called us to be.
Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in our sight. Holy Spirit, you be in us. Angels, you go before us. We thank you for restoring broken relationships. We thank you for relieving and releasing heavy hearts. My God. We thank you, Father God, for renewing our mind to walk Jesus name. Amen. Can I share something with you before we go? Can I share something with you before we go? Unforgiveness will manifest as sickness in your body. It will. Unforgiveness in your body will manifest as sickness. It will manifest as disease. It'll manifest in a heart attack. It'll manifest in migraines and headaches and uh, anxiety and worry. Unforgiveness will manifest like that in your body. Let God, so it'll be on your foot. You'll have foot issues. It'll be in your back. It'll be in your stomach. It'll be in whatever place you cannot release. I promise it is. So you've got to invite the Lord in to deal with this thing. When you release this thing, you're going to begin to see it manifest differently in your body. Do me a favor. Share this video. Put it everywhere. Invite someone in. Yeah, that's good, Vanessa, recovery. Invite someone in. You know it's some people who've been mad. You know it's some people who've been upset. You know, some people who've been, you've got to make sure that you release this right now. You got to make sure you release this. Share this with them. Be honest. Be real, real. Put this in the inbox. Put this in the DM. Say, you need to watch this today so that you can walk in your fullness, so that you can relieve your receive your total fullness of what God is trying to do in your life. Will y'all do me another favor? Will y'all lift this ministry up in prayer this weekend? Will y'all lift us up? Will you call out LMJ's ministry by name? Just call us out by name. Take a moment and call us out by name this weekend. Just call us out by name. Put us in your prayers. Ask the Lord to strengthen us. Ask the, ask the Lord to guide us. Ask the Lord to provide us. Will you do us a favor this minute and just call this ministry's name out in prayer. I love y'all so much. We'll see you back here on Monday morning at 5 a.m. Invite someone in. Don't forget, log in to Rejoice Little Rock from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Your girl LMJ will be on there and I'll see y'all. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.